This episode of the Flight Risk Podcast is brought to you by... Hi, this is Alex and Ben from Mysteries and Urban Legends Podcast. Tune in every Tuesday and Saturday as we bring you the creepiest urban legends and the strangest unsolved mysteries from all around the world. A long, long, long time ago... In a galaxy far, far away. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Flight Risk. This is our Group B adventure. As always, I am your GM, Dwayne, excited to dive back into the story. We're going to do our quick player character introductions and get right back to it. First, I have to my starboard side, because we're recording on a boat today for some reason, is Joe. How are you doing today? I'm doing really, really, really well. Awesome. And then who are you playing in our game tonight? Uh, as always, uh, well, at least uh, until you uh, you decide to kill him off, um, evil GM you are, um, I am playing Bill Bronda. Uh, the bounty hunter has got a loud mouth, um, and, uh, yeah, very, very impulsive. He's like impulse master. Yeah. I'm really going to miss him after this episode. All right. So. (laughs) Wow. Foreshadowing. (laughs) Hey, there's a giant pergola. You're going to get swallowed. You know, it's going to be like Jonah and a whale. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm freeing the willy freeze. <laughs> All right. Our question today is who would play Bail Bronda in a live action flight risk movie? Ah, uh, that's that's a hard one. Why must you stump me so? Uh, actually no. Um I would have to say for authenticity purposes the best person to play Bale would have to be Mike D from the Beastie Boys. Ah, uh, the great, um, the great I, thespian Mike D. Yes, yes. Well, I mean, he doesn't really need to act hard. I mean, like he's he like like he's got that Brooklyn sound to him. Like, I, I think Mike D could pull it off. I, I really do. Uh, he can probably pull it off better than I can. So, <laughs> uh, like, I'm just like Chicago and like trying to like mimic a brooklyn accent and here's like this real brooklyn like person from brooklyn i'm pretty sure that like he'd pull off bail just fine <laughs> nice all right also gotta be himself <laughs> also playing with us tonight is kyle kyle how you doing yeah i'm doing all right how are you i am great and who are you playing tonight i think i'm gonna play Oh, the droid E11A. Nice. Okay. Well, you can work that in. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think I will bring once again the uh, irrepressible Skip Fortuna. Nice. And uh, Skip Fortuna would be played by whom in our live action movie? Okay. So it will be a twofer. So the physicality, the physical actor of Skip Fortuna would have to be somebody like Matthew Lillard. Okay. Because he's got the, you know, goofy limbs, very skinny, doesn't seem to have any physicality. Sorry, Matthew Lillard, if you're listening <laughs> to this. It's a compliment. But, uh, you're a skinny guy. 
you're still pretty handsome, especially back in your heyday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, young Matthew Lillard, but he would be voiced by none other than Jim Cummings. Nice. Okay. Can't go wrong with Winnie the Pooh and Darkwing Duck. But yes, you're you're going the wrong way, though, because Jim Cummings also voices Hondo from Star Wars Rebels. I totally forgot that. So, yeah, you know, I didn't think about it. Yeah, you do have a Hondo-ish thing going on. I can see that work. All the time. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. All right. And what about you, Duane? Uh, who would who would be playing you? Uh, I play all the characters. That'd be a long list of people. So the count. Let's just go with the count because oh, that seems to be the character you play the most. I do play the count <laughs> a lot. I I, I got to play yeah. the count and I got to play Larrick quite a bit. Um, the- I feel like the count's husband is Nathan Lane. Yeah, I, w- I would think that. It would, I mean, <laughs> Zeltrons are really handsome people. Maybe it'd be one of those, like your situation, we'd get one of those Amber Crombie and Fitch models, but voiced by Nathan Lane. We'll, we'll break off something like that. Uh, the nice. Count would be hard to cast because he's a seven foot tall, like 400 pound individual. So that like, kind of only leaves me like pro wrestlers, I guess I'd have to choose from. So I don't know, whoever the, the hottest uh, pro wrestler at the given time who's seven feet tall, we'd probably just cast him that way. Well, what about the dude from uh, from the Green Mile? The guy who died? Oh, no. Man, he was a good actor. He, I liked him. He, would, he, could, Look, he could work. This isn't actually going to happen, so yeah, it'd be I'm, perfectly I'm, fine. I'm just never know. I'm not going <laughs> to. Andre the Giant. Shaquille, we'll just go with Shaquille O'Neal. He made Shazam, and he made Steel, so he's an actor. Look, How tall is Jason Momoa? So, uh, he's Man, in the he's... Mid, mid-sixes, I think. So, I think with some lifts and stuff, I think Momoa could, might be able to pull it off. He's six foot four. There you go. See? Yeah, what he's about, like uh, an inch shorter than you. Mm-hmm. Or in the mountain. No, uh, yeah, okay. yeah, the mountain. All right, let's dive back into our wacky, wacky story. All right, so where we left off, we had just opened the box that was sent by the Count. You're, the uh, Osirinzarin opened the box. You saw his face turn white. He drops the box, and a bloody stuffed bantha tumbled out, and he just looked shocked, and he's just... I. What? I can't believe you went after my children? What monsters are you? To be clear, Skip also looks ridiculously shocked. Uh, I don't think that was us. Then what what does this mean? I mean, I'll I'll tell you what you want, but have you hurt my children? Uh, not personally? I mean, I didn't, like, hey, we were just told to give you the box, and you know what, you would know what it meant. So. <clears throat> I just, I I know the Count is, he has, you hear stories, but I, I didn't think they were true. <sighs> fine. Fine, I, I'll tell you. Who you're looking for is Gyphon Nark. He's a, a Cinetine, he's He's brilliant. He's, I, I can't even explain how smart this individual is. He can calculate things like an astromech. And if there's anyone in this galaxy that can do what the Count asked, it's this person. So Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on. You're telling us to trust a knock? 
Seriously. No, no. This guy's a knock. I don't want to go anywhere near him. Guy from I don't trust Knox. He's he's a Sith sympathizer. I doubt he's aligned with the police. This I don't know. With the name like Knock, uh, I, I, he's got to have gotten it somehow. I mean, maybe it, it's a gene that runs in the family. Maybe they're all Knocks. Skip, what are we going to do? I'm sorry. Oh. Okay. <laughs> well. Well. Alright, fine. If you say he can be trusted, well, if we can talk to him and he won't snitch, then we'll be alright. I don't know how much you can trust him, but the Count asked for someone who can do hyperspace calculations and find a missing ship. And he is the one you are looking for. He is... He's on Yogdal. And we we know where he is. We sent... We sent a reclamation team to get him, but they never returned. So they're... You know bureaucracy. They're, they're biding their time. They're trying to figure out a better way. But it's only a matter of time before the Sith find him and take him back. And put him back to work making God knows what that, that twisted mind of his can create. So if if you're looking for him, Yogdal is where you need to go. Um, if either of you want to do a uh, knowledge, what's it, planetary or something to see if you know anything about the planet of Yogdal, I should probably open up the dice roller. Yeah, that's exactly what I was uh, about I to do. I do not want to make that roll. You don't have to. Excellent. Uh, what role are we trying to do? <clears throat> like uh, core worlds or xenology? Uh, yeah, either core worlds or xenology. Education? Yeah, any one of those. Uh, let's see. Um, I can do Outer Rim. Well, it's not the or same. Is it, or is it, core, is it a core world? Yeah, it would have to be a core world check. All right, that is three greens. All right, that's going to go... We'll go against a, a three purple check on that. For a core world? Do you do you spend a lot of time in the core worlds? Oh, no, absolutely not. That's, that's, that's <laughs> why it's a little bit harder. You don't spend a lot of time there, so you, you don't know much about it. Yeah. All right, all right. And... One success uh, and one threat. All right, so... uh. Yeah, Bale, you know that Yogdal, if I'm saying that wrong, I probably am, is the homeworld of the Given. They are, um, if you've ever seen them, they are the skeletal-looking kind of aliens. They are a highly intelligent race. They are a whole math-based society. Everything is calculated, and there's algorithms for everything. So basically, it's like if the Facebook algorithms took over a planet, it's all kind of how they run their things there. The The world itself is pretty desolate with its atmosphere. They all live in kind of controlled domes. There's not any real atmosphere on the planet. So if he's there, he's hiding somewhere. Hey, uh, Skip. So have you ever heard of a band called Brush before? No? Well, this planet that we're going to it's basically a planet full of brush fans. Okay. And they all like math. 
It's a very, very mathy planet. Definitely not my type of people. But, you know, this is probably where we're going to find our guy. So, And we're taking a Purgle there? Uh, no, why would you take my Purgle? You guys, I assume, arrived in some sort of ship of some kind? Uh, yes. Yes, we did arrive in some ship. You see, uh, I don't like what you're doing to that, uh, that Willy Free outside. Um, so, uh, I'm gonna propose something. Um, you set it free, and maybe find a different way to conduct your research. Yeah, you don't strike me as someone I need to worry about. So- oh, no, 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 no. You, you don't, you don't understand. Uh, you're not understanding me. You see, there's no choice in the matter. Because right now, I believe the status quo is you got that stuffed bantha as a warning message. Okay? Now, I don't like to bring pain and suffering to uh, people who are outside of my line of view. Okay? So, here's the thing. If you want to, you know, live to see another day, I suggest uh, you let the thing go. <clears throat> uh, what you're doing to that, to, to that Pergo? Uh, oh, no. We got to edit that out. <laughs> uh, what you're doing to that Willy Free out there? Um, that's, uh, th- that's, that's, that kind of goes against uh, my code. Yeah, with that, um, Pip. Uh, I'm going to roll. Pip is going to break out his little, uh, one of his little arms and his little electric welder is going to start sparking and he's going to start jumping up and down, trying to be as threatening as possible, trying to help his, help his boss out a little bit. Yes. So can I roll a, uh, let's see, this would, yeah, it's not deception. Um, what is that? Skullduggery maybe? No. Well, you're trying to intimidate him? Yes. Uh, there is no intimidate skill. That would be on co- uh, coercion. Oh, okay. Well, uh, can I get a boost dice? Uh, uh, yeah, I would say I would give you at least two boost dice for the fact that he, he's already in a kind of mm-hmm. panicked, worried about his family state. Uh, could we also uh, roll our destiny? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Who needs, hey, who needs destiny? One light side point. One dark? One dark side. All right. Two dark sides. Wow, only three chips. Yeah. Okay. Well, usually we get cool. one double. Uh, I'm going to flip that destiny point to add another dice to that. Okay. I mean, uh, really? No. You already got two boost. All right, fine. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, just You just really want that thing to be free. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I, um, I, yeah, that, that does not sit well with, uh, with Bale. What's the uh, difficulty? Uh, just two, uh, two purple. That's his ability. Uh, in that case, I'm not going to use it. Uh, I'm pretty confident that... Yeah, yeah. I decided not to use it. Uh, uh, that is two successes and three advantages. The guy just looks back down at the, the bat that he picks it up and... Fine, I'll, I'll set this one free. But what do you expect me these things... Are the key 
to changing how we travel through the cosmos. They're just big, dumb beasts. It doesn't matter if they live or die. Those beasts can feel pain. And uh, I don't like to see things suffering. So <clears throat> I appreciate your um, your willingness to comply with us on this. Um, and I'm not leaving here until that thing is gone. They're just going to catch another one. Well, at least it wouldn't be this one. And it might take them some time. Well, uh, just feel like you're going about this without looking at the perspective of the individual you were speaking with. You're just trying to push him around, knowing nothing about the scenario. Now, it seems to me that this creature is in a great deal of pain, and you're doing a lot of antagonistic things to it. Have you not attempted any other way than these depredations and horrible ways that you've acted upon this creature? It seems to be suffering greatly. And your assistant has told us as much. I don't... What do you want me to do? Rub its head and sing its songs? That's not how you get results. I have to figure out how this thing travels through space like none of our ships can. It's an observe it. Have you have, have you managed to uh, attach scanners and I don't know the words of technicality. <laughs> That's not my role. But there's like things you can stick on it to read and judge and gauge, right? Yeah, Dal. Uh, where is anarchy? Dala will uh, chime in. She's like, <laughs> I've, I've written multiple proposals. I've suggested that we should attack trackers to them and follow them. They have to have a, a reason, a logic behind them. They're not just mindless beasts. They do things for a reason. But he doesn't, he doesn't listen, Skip. He just wants to cut it open, see how its brains work, and try to figure it from there. He doesn't, he doesn't care, Skip. He doesn't. He's approaching it from a non-organic way. Are you are you just not a xenobiologist or whatever those people that study living things are? Are you some sort of engineer and only deal with devices and technology? I have multiple doctorates in xenobiology and engineering. I am one of the few people. Then why are you such an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> Because... Where did you go to school on, coin? <laughs> Coin's a liberal arts college. We all know this. <laughs> exactly. It's where, it's where hairstylists go. Exactly. You get your degree in comic book history on coin. <laughs> he goes, I understand that you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet and we are so close we are getting there in a few more years we'll be able to change how we travel could you imagine not having to use the hyperspace buoys being able to jump from your ship and not have to travel to certain locations be able to jump whenever you wanted we are so close to that but purgles travel in pods, and you have but one. If you were to adapt connecting sensors to these things, then you could at least determine what it is doing out in the space. Fine. You know what? I'm going to let this one go anyway. Excellent. If she wants to put one of her little trackers on it, fine. Just one? 
I she's got one tracker. I got one pergo. How many trackers do we need to put on a pergo? But you have to put sensors on it to determine where it's coming when it glows. That's where the special magic happens. Special magic. Have you not seen a pergol in flight? Yeah. The most beautiful and special thing. It it is It's a dream. Pip rolls over Bail. Pip rolls over to uh, the desk, grabs a box of tissues and rolls over and with his little arm and lifts him up to skip. Why are we thinking on the same wavelength? <laughs> Because that was exactly what I was going to do. <laughs> Watch, is... everyone, as Pip and Bale fight for the cleanup. <laughs> they both go, knock it to the ground. Bale leans over, hits his head on Pip, stumbles backwards. <laughs> Previously on Star Wars. Oh, right. God. I, I have... Thank you. I have spent... <laughs> Thank you very much. I've spent months studying these things. I understand. I... I respect them, but I understand what we need is more important than these things. How many have you killed? I don't know. I don't keep track. And then that's when Dollar goes. 17. 17 that I've what? seen in the records. What? 17? It's a, ne- it's a necessary evil. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you right now that there's, that me not even having any sort of, like, scientific, technological, like, super background or anything, I could probably tell you that the way you're going about this is wrong, okay? So, here's what we're going to do. Our friend here is going to be watching you. We will be getting reports from her. Me? What? What? No, no, she's no, coming no, not with you, us. not you. Uh, she? Her? She's coming Of course. With us. Yes, what? we're going to ride this pergle out of here. Um, wait. Um, I mean, we can, we can travel. Long as we don't go to space, and we can't survive in space. But of course we can. We'll put on suits. We don't know where the pergle's gonna go. We'll direct it. I don't think, I don't know <laughs> how to, I don't know how to do that, Skip. I mean, I'm, I am on board for letting this thing go and I'll be honest I don't I don't want to be here anymore if there's a chance to find Gytham Nark and maybe he can finish with this this bantha dropping over here he can't figure it out but Gytham Nark I can learn I can help him what I've learned here and with what he knows we could figure this without ever hurting another one I can go with you I can help Well excellent there's always room for more on the ship. Let's let's hook up the sensors to the pergil. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are going to oh. head out, walk over to the pergil. You can see that there are surgical scars along its side. It looks like one of its eyes is already missing. Oh, my God. And it's just... You can just feel sadness from it. You can hear the, the sad call of it, and it's one good eye just turns and looks at the three of you walking up to it. And it's just a, a nice, sad, little mournful call as you get close to it. And I, I get close to the tank. Oh, it's okay. It's okay, big guy. We're going to get you out of here. 
Ain't that right, buddy? Fine. You know hey, what? like, whatever. You guys do what you get. She knows the codes to unlock it. I'm going back to my office. I have to call my wife. I have to make sure that my kids are alive. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, and by the way, uh, since we're here, uh, she's not the only one that works for the count on this station. So if I hear or even get any sort of a whiff that you are pulling stuff after we've had our little discussion, well, let's just say I'm going to fly back over here and then we're going to go for a long, long ride. One you might not come back from. Is that clear? Why would we could just do to him what he's done to the purgle? That's why it'll be long. You can see he's uh, trying to be as stoic, but yeah, there's definitely uh, perspiration from the forehead, and it's a quick walk away with his cane. A little fat. And I say, is that a little pee pee? <laughs> I am Primrose Ashodia, <laughs> and I will now conduct my research. Yeah, I guess the other uh, technicians kind of are one kind of stop and they start talking to Dala, asking what's going on because they've been working on you know on this thing for a while and they're confused. She goes about explaining things and you see them rush off to go get you know the sensors and things. They start you know as gently as they can. They're putting you know an anesthetic on it so it doesn't hurt where they put these things on it. And the thing is getting kind of a little on the antsy side with so many people moving around it, you see that it's kind of just floating there with its tentacles starting to flap about, moving more and more. It's definitely getting agitated with all this action around it. And then uh, I I try to comfort it in the best way I possibly can. Um, Let's see. Is that a... A roll of some sort. That would mm, maybe I think usually with for animal handling type stuff. I think you usually do like a survival. Is it survival? Because um, I don't know what else would be an animal. Oh, an animal oh, that's like be. xenobiology. Oh, oh xenobiology. Yeah. I guess could work too if you have that. Okay, cool. Uh, I have the xenology. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's see xenology. Let's see how that works out. Uh, we'll say uh, um, what. Uh, we're gonna say. Two purple and one black because it's agitated. Hmm. Oh, three successes, but three threats. All right. So, hmm. all right. I'm going to figure those threats could be, but yeah. How do you. You just take strength. Yeah. I think, I think when you uh, try to calm it down that first few times, I assume you're putting like the hand on the head type thing. Yeah, yeah, like like I'm petting it. And, <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, definitely yeah, at first it's very flinchy, he's kind of pushing and shoving you around a little bit, and you're going to suffer a few strain from it from that being just jostled by yeah, the thing. But uh, but it does start to calm down a little bit and kind of slow itself and get to a more calm state. <laughs> so let's say one strain per uh, per threat. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'm actually going to say two strain, and then for that last threat, um, it, would it be possible if perhaps I broke character for like a couple seconds and maybe one of the technicians noticed? Oh, that they noticed you're not actually Primrose Asher, dear? Uh, yeah, or where it's just like... Your voice went like, to... Like, I'm just like, like, like I'm, I'm kind of petting it, and I'm just like, I'm Primrose Asher, and everything will be okay. Everything will be okay, but... Okay. <clears throat> like sure. sort of thing. Sure, okay. That can raise a little red flag with one of the people. <coughs> yeah. 
I am Primrose Brunt. I mean, damn it, damn I'm it. Real Asher Bro, dear. Damn it. <laughs> Skip, what's my line? <laughs> Say the line, Bart. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, they start uh, attaching the things, and she was the last one. She's like, okay, we're going to. I think it's good to go. We have everything set as best we can. And yeah, well, hopefully this thing goes back to where it comes. We'll open it up. The She starts pushing some keys on the keyboard and you can see the a large skylight kind of open up above. And the restraints that are holding it in kind of unlock. And I am going. So during all this time, Skip has gone and gotten on a spacesuit. <laughs> Okay. Are we actually flying with this thing? I don't know. Well, you, if I get if I get knocked off of it, you can come pick me up. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. That, okay. That so they're true. they're gonna start. Um, it's gonna start. The, the restraints are gonna start coming off. So Skip, you're gonna try to climb onto this thing. I climb up onto it before the restraints okay. come off. Of course, okay. I grab onto its dorsal <laughs> fin and get a nice grip there. All right, so you're hanging onto a fin off to the side of the thing. Are you riding it on top? No, no, no. The dorsal fin, the oh, very top, the top of the purple. My biology is not the good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very top of it. Okay, that's okay. Uh, yeah. All right, so you are you, uh, Bale. You you look over and you see Skip in a full on spacesuit, uh, sitting atop a. Purgle, or uh, free, or Willy Free, as you call them, uh, looking ready like he's going to ride this thing out of here. Uh, are you going to let him, or go with him, or what's your plan? Uh, Bale's first instinct is to not ride the big giant Willy Free um, <laughs> into into the the darkness of space. Uh, so he is going to uh, walk over to um, I forgot her name. Adala? Adala? Um, yeah, Adala. And he goes, uh, Adala, I am Primrose Ashadia, and it, I believe that orientation has uh, concluded. Uh, would you mind uh, joining me for a drink and perhaps some coffee uh, at a nearby space station so that we can keep out of the good director's way? Um, she... she um Sure, yeah, coffee would be great. Yeah, that's fine. Once we get this thing out of here, sure, there's there's some space bucks uh, that are not too far from here. Excellent. All right, so as uh, Dala uh, releases the last uh, restraint, the Purgle kind of doesn't react right away because it's so used to being in captivity. It just is, this is its norm. And then it, it starts to move a little bit, a little bit more. You see the tentacles, it's tail tentacles, whatever they're called, start moving yeah. more freely. And it just starts to slowly rise out of its uh, little container tank thing. And it's just floating there. Maybe I'd say Skip is probably about 10, 20 feet off the ground right now. Kind of floating there. Cool. And it's it seems uncertain because it doesn't know what to do. It's never been free in this area. <laughs> uh, I go... I am Primrose Asherdeer, and uh, you have fun, comrade. Have lots and lots of fun. Uh, I expect I'll be picking you up pretty soon. All right, so you're going to try to steer it out through the skylight there, there uh, Isaac, or Skip, or whatever you're going you by right now? Steer? <laughs> you're so funny. I'm just going to hang on. Okay. Take care, Isaac. <laughs> Don't get hurt. Uh, 
So I like how this sounds like this is what <laughs> Isaac normally does. Isaac normally rides <laughs> off on beasts. This is like, oh, it's Tuesday. It's what Isaac does. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, the animal uh, just turns. It starts uh, floating about uh, the room. And I'm going to go ahead and flip a dark side point. To, oh, no. To ha- okay. To have the uh, good doctor come out of his office. And to stare at this beast, and with its one good eye, the beast sees it. <laughs> I love it. And it kind of goes ragey. And it becomes now a bucking bronco type situation where okay. it is tentacles are filling and it starts making a move <clears throat> towards the uh, the good doctor. I'm going to need um, Bale and Dala. I'm going to have you guys both do. Either athletics or coordination checks to get out of the way. If not, you're going to get slapped by a tentacle. Oh, sorry, uh, what was that roll? You're going to do either um, coordination or maybe like an athletics thing because tentacles are flipping about and you're trying to get out of the oh. way. If, if you fail, you're going to get slapped in the face and take some damage. Man, this is a tough decision because coordination is a three green, one boost, and athletics is one yellow, one green. Um, I think I'm going to go with coordination because there are more dice. Uh, what is the difficulty? That's uh, going to be hard. So two. Two? It's a big okay. open room, tentacles. It shouldn't be too, too difficult, but yeah. Four successes and two advantages. All right. <laughs> Dollar rolls hers. She got... Whoa. She's got Whoa. a success, two advantages, and a triumph. So... See, I kind of wish she had a spacesuit on because I want that triumph to be that she grabs onto the tentacle and ends up on the back of it. Why not? Sure, why not? Well, she doesn't have a spacesuit. Why not? We will go ahead with the triumph that we will say that that ba- that she had already because since Skip had mentioned it that she had already yeah. put on the suit and in her move she dives out of the way of the tentacle, grabs the space helmet that's on the table, grabs, puts it on, locks it in, grabs one of the sw- the swiping tentacles, and whips herself gracefully up onto the back of the purgle, wrapping her arms around Skip's waist. Okay. Yes. All right. Um, this is Star Wars. This is Star Wars. This is, star, this is Star Wars. Um, <laughs> this is starting to sound like Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness, a whole new world. I like it. All right, so the the purple is just thrashing this area. You see, uh, Ostrom he gets slammed into walls. Some of the other technicians are getting slapped about. Machines are being destroyed. Sparks are flying everywhere, and it finally calms down enough. He sees the open skylight and starts flying up out of the research facility. Uh, I go. I rush over to the uh, the good doctor mm-hmm. and uh, uh, try to help him up. And as I'm helping him up, I tell him, "Remember, we're watching." And then I get back into character, like, "I am Primrose Asherdia, and are you all right, good doctor? It looks like you took quite a spill." Yeah, you can definitely see he's got a busted yeah. lip, a black eye. His cane is snapped, and yeah. you're just—he's just. He just leaning up against the wall and he's just this these are beasts i told you they're just stupid beasts well uh it looks like the beast is now free as you would so call it 
Uh, I am Primrose Ashudia, and I need a medical team now. You, and I point over at, like, one of the technicians that just is, like, helping himself up after getting knocked over. You, go get security, and perhaps a medic. Otherwise, I'll have your badge. And then, uh, <laughs> should I roll for like intimidation? No, this this <laughs> guy something? this guy's used to being yelled at by the doctor anyway. He's a peon. He he goes, um yeah. uh yeah, yes yes uh, Doctor Asher dear I'll, I'll yes sir right away sir and he goes very well off. it is Doctor Primrose Asher dear to you and perhaps I'll buy you a cookie later <laughs> but still go get the stuff go get it right. and he goes uh, running <laughs> off to get uh, a medical team and security I don't know why but sure he's gonna go get security too. All right. uh, I look over at another one of the uh, technicians. I go, "Yo, what was his name?" His name was uh, his name was his name was Bax. And I go, "Yo, uh, go to the cafeteria and get Bax a cookie on you." Well, but perhaps hold on, hold on a second. So I pull out like a like a like a creds like a few credits. I go, "Here you go. Go to the cafeteria and get him a cookie, and leave it at his workspace." With a, a little, like, card that has a heart. It says, thank you for your service. Now! Sign, signed P, P.A. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a day these technicians talk about forever. <laughs> All right, and, so, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and cut to uh, outside the uh, research facility. Uh, inside some... Poor little technician is buying a uh, oatmeal raisin cookie, chocolate chip. I don't know. He's gonna. He's not sure. The angry man was telling himself he's buying one of every cookie in the in the food court. Trying to find a card. They don't sell cards, so we're gonna. You're gonna see him later on at his desk with a piece of paper yeah. trying to draw a heart. He doesn't want to get yelled at. And we cut it. Good. Oh, before we cut to a different scene. Sure. Okay. Uh, I look over at the good doctor and I go. Good doctor, do you think that this that these two deserve uh, some sort of a promotion? For getting cookies? Doctor? I'll consider it. Just go. Please, just leave. Very well. My work is done here, and I, like, like, waltz, and I, like, march out. Like, left, right, left, right. Right, like I stick like one foot out in the air, and then I take a step and I stick another foot <laughs> out of the air. You are like, you're like, a like goose, that whole you're goose that stepping. Whole, like, yes, that Victorian, <laughs> that Victorian England like march. Out. Nice. <laughs> All right, we're gonna, we're gonna cut outside the facility as we see the uh, poor girl with its two riders leaving the the, the skylight. Um, I don't know. We say that there's a sunlight in the distance. It's glistening off the purgle's skin. Uh, what is what is happening on the back of that purgle there, uh, Skip? I think it's like Skip's just having a blast because it went from this like extremely noisy area. We went through the forest field and suddenly the quiet vacuum of space is upon us. And Skip's holding onto that little um, ridge on the dorsal fin when he helps Dala up. Um, is then if there is a communication system or not, uh, Skip doesn't know it, and he just says to Dala, so I don't know if she can hear him or not, but he says, <clears throat> Isn't it lovely, Dala, out here in the dark, in the silence, on the back of the most beautiful creature, the most freest creature in the entire galaxy? 
And she went, <sighs> yeah, indeed, she responds, said, this, I've, I've never ridden one, this is amazing. I stroke the dorsal fin lovingly, feed it all of my good energies mm. sort of thing. Yeah, Skip is uh, at home, tugs a little on, he doesn't actually tug on the dorsal fin or anything. He's he's content to ride this this purgle to wherever the purgle wants to go at the moment. All right, so I... I honestly have no idea what to do right now. <laughs> this is gonna be awesome. So Skip is gonna sing his Purgle song. Okay, so we're gonna say that <laughs> the Purgle is like have you guys ever seen those videos of when they let um like animals that have been kept in captivity their whole life, like those cows that get into grass for the first time? How they're how they're overly excited and they're just like almost like skipping and bouncing. That's that's this purgle right now. It is out there feel, feeling the, the cold embrace of the vacuum of space. Just and it's just like f- almost frolicking. Like you would, it's like if this was the ocean, this would be a dolphin just bouncing through waves, frolicking, doing highs, lows, is doing slow little barrel rolls. It's not flipping over, it doesn't want it knows it has people on its back and it's kind of knows you guys. Well, have, it's space. We're not really. Well, still, I guess what you, I mean, if you flipped over, you wouldn't fall. There's no gravity or anything. That's right? true. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's not going to fling us off. That's of it. true. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's just doing rolls and flips. It's just like a child having the, its greatest day. It's just enjoying its, its freedom. Wow. Yep. That's what it is. And it's, we slowly make our way away from the station. Yeah, It's moving away from the station. It's moving away from a Coruscant. It's not going anywhere near where there would be people. It's trying to get yeah. uh, farther and farther away. And as it's frolicking, you, you kind of feel that it's, it's that first bolt of adrenaline is starting to wear off a little bit. And you know this animal has been through a lot. It's That adrenaline is now wearing off. It's kind of slowing down. It's kind of just almost into this kind of coast now, just relaxing. And like if this was the ocean, just feeling the current taking it. It's just... Floating almost aimlessly just away <gasps> from Coruscant right now. Oh, maybe it actually is entering some sort of current only the Pergil can oh, feel maybe, in yeah. the cold vacuum of Star Warsian space. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like the turtles in uh, Nimoy, you know, they, they are finding it's, it's trying to see that current. It's going to hit that thing and who knows, maybe it'll make it, maybe it'll make a jump. It has the, you know, the sixth sense of where the hyper lanes are and whatnot. So, so yeah, yep. it's kind of reacquainting itself to being outside. It's kind of trying to use maybe like, this is all hypothetical, maybe it's using it's some sort of sonar or radar to get a feeling of how the energy is moving around it, trying to find its spot, find the, the wave, the current, the lane to go in to make a jump. Oh, it uses its space star. Yeah, it's space star. Yeah, definitely. It's got strong space star. <laughs> all right, so... I don't know if this is kind of like a scene of your own creation here, Kyle. I don't know how you want this. It's the best. (laughs) So in my head, this thing is going to float out here probably, probably about 10, 15 minutes of just getting reacquainted to being free. Um, One, because that kind of makes sense to me. And two, it gives Bale enough time to get to a ship and kind of of do that. So do you have a plan for this 15 minutes? You guys just enjoying the ride. Oh, absolutely. Just enjoy the ride. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably take Dalla's hand just be, just because of the kinship of this experience. Yeah, her hands are yeah, Not her hands are definitely she's sitting behind you. Her hands are around your waist. So, yeah, if you want to put your hands over her hands, that would be a, a natural thing. 
Yeah, I can. I'm still holding the dorsal fin with one hand and uh, lock the glove in place so that I don't slip or whatnot off the dorsal fin as I, uh, uh, yeah. Oh my god, this so is the best. Did, do, you, do you do this often? This is amazing. I have never ridden one of these creatures. I, I just recall being on Ryloth and leaving home and seeing them from the ship as we left to go to the count and I thought there was freedom there was hope why you left I, I left where I left so long ago I didn't I didn't see Purgle when I left I don't remember anything I was so little my mom I mean we left and I've been living my life and I've, I've only seen these things in labs and hollow bids. I, I've never really seen one out in the open before. This is, this is amazing. This, I, I don't know why I've never done this before. I wish, I wish I would have made different choices. I wish I would have done this earlier. Life moves towards life. Let's see where the pergo will take us. All right, so... We'll cut away from them enjoying this beautiful little ride to back to Bale or Primrose as he's making his way through the facility back to your guys's uh, ship. Um, um, so before I actually walk waltz out of there, uh, mm. I actually waltz back in <laughs> and uh, I look over at the technician and I go, yo, I am Primrose Asherdale. And I was hoping that you could uh, lend me one of those tracking uh, devices so that I may find the Pargel and bring my friends home in case something bad happens. Um, uh, yeah, sure. Here, um, he goes over and grabs, like, a box of stuff. This is, this is Dala's stuff, and I don't, I don't know if she's coming back, and I'm, I don't know, she might, this is all of her equipment, she might need this stuff? I don't know what she's doing up there, I don't this is against regulation. We're not supposed to ride these things. I'm just, it's in the handbook. She's going to get demerits for this. But go ahead. Here's her stuff. Her tracking stuff is all in here. Here are her notes on, on the Pergils. Um, Yeah, they, there you go. I mean, yeah, just tell her she's getting demerits. I've warned her about the demerits. She's, she's not going to be invited to the ice cream social if she keeps getting these demerits. Oh, no, that, that, that is perfectly fine. Uh, and as for you, for your service, here is a few credits. Go buy yourself some lunch. You deserve it. And if uh, the good doctor has anything to say, just tell him that uh, Primrose Ashudir said that it was okay. And give him a wink, just for me, if he says anything. Sweet, it's it's pasta bar day. Awesome, all you can eat pasta. Thanks, Doctor exactly. Asher, dear. You're the you you're the greatest. Most certainly welcome. Most certainly welcome. Anytime, my friend. Now go enjoy your pasta <laughs> with zeal and the excitement that all you can eat pasta would bring any any good person. <laughs> all right. So then you're gonna take the box and head to. The loading area to get that, I guess the shuttle, I guess called the shuttle or whatever. Uh, I am going to uh, walk past security, uh, flash my badge, 
um, walk to the ship and hop in the ship, start the ship, lift off the ship, <laughs> and uh, follow the uh, the signal to make sure that they're okay. <laughs> All right, so you got, uh, we'll say that yeah, you, you're able to flash your badge, and you have a, a small little ship you're, you're taking from the research facility. Now, the proper ship that the Count gave you guys is still back on Coruscant. I mean, you could follow along in this thing. It's it's space-worthy and all that kind of jazz. But the... I thought we parked our actual ship here on the moon yeah, and left our droids inside. Did we? Okay, then fine. That's good. I couldn't... I mean, either way, it's 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 just... Yeah. It's, you know, this is a cutscene. Yeah. We can, he's in his ship. He's in his ship, and you are hitting into space. You turn the uh, tracker on, and, yeah, you start moving towards the direction of the Purgle. And it's uh, a few more minutes, and Bale, you can see out in front of you a purgle just lazily floating in space with uh, two Twi'leks on its back. Okay, wonderful. Uh, I'm going to keep a uh, safe distance back so that I don't, like, frighten the creature. <clears throat> um, so I'm going to uh, lower the engines just a bit so that I'm going, you know, at about the same pace, but still, like, maybe hundreds of feet away from it. Okay. All right. So as it, it floats there, it pays no attention uh, to the ship. I mean, I guess you wouldn't even hear it. I guess unless you're looking back for a skip, I guess you wouldn't notice there was a ship behind you now. Cause yeah, you'd have no way to communicate. Um, yeah. So the, the Purgil is floating and you start to feel a, a, a small vibration skip coming from inside the portal. It's like, not like a seizure, but more like a tiny little tremor, almost got a vibration going through your legs into your body. And you start to feel it shake a little bit more and it, it intensifies and intensifies. And can you feel it? Dollar? Can you feel the purgle speaking to us? Is, is it going to jump? Or, is this safe? I mean, I don't know if riding on the back of this is safe, and I don't... Has anyone ever done this? We are explorers. Well, this is a once-in-a-lifetime experience, and I guess this is how we go. This is, this is a great way to go, to see the universe. And you can feel the vibration intensify even more, and a... Kind of like trying to picture how these purgles jump. They start, don't they start to glow? Yeah, they glow, and there's like lightning that comes. Yeah, it's almost uh, like, in my head. I'm picturing through them, like the flash going into the speed force. It's a faster <laughs> starts. To, okay, yeah, we'll do that. All right, so you start to feel the vibration, and then the purgle starts moving faster. It starts showing like that again, like that dolphin movement, like it's swimming in a current faster and faster. Bale, you can see that its speed is starting to increase faster and faster. You're you are cranking up your ship and you start to notice that this thing is going faster than you can almost comfortably go in this ship. And from your position, oh. Bale, you start to see almost like a strobing coming down the from the nose of the purgle down to its sides. These almost rainbowish psychedelic colors start just illuminating flashes of lights, flashes of lights, and then these illuminations start to almost spark. You see energy leaping from the sides of the purgle, and it starts to convalesce on the tentacles as they're kind of doing that, that um, octopus swimming motion. 
It's going faster and faster, and the energy is starting to collect in the tips of these tentacles until the tentacles oh. all come together, and you see this enormous ball of energy on the tail of the purgle and a bright white light, and the purgle jumps into hyperspace right in front of you. <laughs> oh! Oh, no, I mean, no, it's a you... podcast... <laughs> Where you can't see the big grin in, on my face, and like I can't even breathe. What um, from? What? Skip no. From, Skip no. From uh, Skip and Dallas' perspective, that same energy starts going over the purple, and you guys can see it. It's almost it starts running up and down your arms and legs. You see the electricity run like water over your body. You can feel. Not a warmth, but it's this unbelievable feeling of absolute and pure joy. The happiest feeling you've ever had, Skip, doesn't compare to the feeling you have as this energy is coursing through you and Dala. You can almost feel her grip around your waist tighten as she's just feeling the excitement from it. And Skip does feel a little warmth because there's a little. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is by this is by far the happiest feeling you've ever had in your entire life. And you can hear almost quietly over your little communicator that it sounds like it's almost that Dala has tears that she's almost a small sniffle that you just hear. This is so beautiful. So beautiful. And yeah! and you guys make the jump, and you see the stars turn to dots. <laughs> the white lines zip by you guys, and you are in hyperspace. You are riding on the back of a giant space squid <laughs> in hyperspace. for listening to the flight risk podcast if you like what you've heard please head over to itunes and leave an itunes review those really help other people find the show if you want to help us create more great flight risk episodes please head on over to our patreon at patreon.com slash flight risk pod if you want to help us in a way that doesn't involve credits leaving your pocket Please spread the word on social media. We can be found on Twitter at Flight Risk Pod and on Facebook. You can choose the light. You can choose the dark. But sometimes you have no choice. Let's be honest. Most of the time I run. <laughs> You're welcome, world. <laughs> I have honestly no idea how, how, how to come out of this scene. End of episode. Yeah, yeah. Right there. That's the end right of, that's there. The, that's definitely yeah, an end of an episode for certain. Yeah. Yeah. That that is end <laughs> of episode. Right there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. God damn you, Kyle. God damn it. Oh. I hardly said anything that episode. No, I know, but you you that's what you do. You like get this plan and you push it down the hill and I can't do anything but go with it. And it's a great idea. So I can't say no. Fair. Because <laughs> what am I going to oh, do? Flip a, dark, flip a dark side point, have the thing buck you off, and then freaking take off? I mean, I guess that's one thing I could have done is have you do an athletics check to see if you held on. But you would have just flipped yeah. the light yep. side point to stay you held on. Wow.
All right, so I don't even know what to do right now. I'm trying to figure out where the hell does this purgle go? Because, I mean, I don't, I'd have to, how far do purgles travel? I mean, are you going to end up now in the outer rim? (laughs) Who knows? You know, and okay, next episode's just bail because Skip is now on a whole other journey. You see?